Hey friends, welcome to this episode of Productivity in Proverbs 31, PP31, where I hope to be your mentor across the airways. Hey, do you need a breath of fresh air today? Well, I'd love to read you a review. I got such kind words that were written over in the Apple podcast space. And it says, this is from Teresa1616. Kathy is such a breath of fresh air. She's honest, fun, and she's really helped me in my motherhood journey. Her podcast is one I never miss. She makes me feel like I'm not alone and reminds me how beautiful and fun motherhood can be. Teresa, thank you so much for taking time to go over and write those kind words. I so appreciate you. Thank you for being a listener and thank you for sticking with me in the journey. And I do trust that you will know fully how beautiful you are and how wonderfully made you are. Because like my guest said, the God who designed you is the one who defines you. So thank you for your words. I appreciate you. And now I just want to ask you, friend, if you have not taken a hot minute to go over to review the podcast, I would love for you to do that. A five-star review is awesome. It blesses my heart so much. And not only that, but it helps other young moms find the podcast. That's how Apple's robots do their thing and other people can find us. So if you would go over and just leave me a, a quick review, that would be incredible. Thanks so much. Now today we're going to be talking about chores, chores and allowances. So if that's one that's kind of like a hot button or a trigger for you, grab your pen and get you a beverage. Stick around and we'll talk about just that. Hey friends, welcome to the Productivity and Proverbs 31 podcast. I'm Kathy Lanham, your host, your mentor across the airways, if you will. I'm a mom of five, former teacher and top 2% company leader. Now I'm a coach, a podcaster and a business strategist. Stick around if you're a Christian mom with some big dreams, messy bun and sweatpants. You might feel all the guilt, but you refuse to be a Pinterest perfect mom. You live in your car and reheated coffee is a staple. If chaos is usually rampant and you'd like some practical tips on how to grow a business, grow in your faith, and get some control with an occasional date night thrown in as a bonus, hang around. Because as we grab these few minutes together, I want to help you keep growing in your faith, build a business that lines up with your God-given gifts and talents, and make memories of a life you love. So reheat that coffee and let's get started. So as we start the conversation about kids and chores, it's a good one. I mean, I don't know. How did you grow up? Did you have to do chores? Did you get paid to do chores or did you just get an allowance? You're breathing so you get an allowance. So we're going to look today at why do we need to do chores? What does what kinds of chores should you do and then how do you do it? So let's start off with looking at the concept of chores. So chores can be developed at a very early age. And there's some great resources on a multitude of platforms. Focusonthefamily.org is one that years ago when I was raising my children and they were little, that was my source of inspiration, training, teaching, motivation. So it was through Focus on the Family that I began to develop my mindset on chores with children. And then I further refined that and developed that when I was in the homeschooling journey and looking at how other families that were on the homeschooling journey, crafted chores in their house. It's kind of essential when you're at home all day long that you have a framework so that everything runs smoothly. So let's look at why chores. Well, I'm going to give you a couple of reasons. Number one, it develops responsibility in kids. Number two, if done right and properly, it develops their work ethic. It gives you gives them, a, it gives kids, number three, it gives kids a sense of self, and that sense of belonging to and contributing to the family. 
And number four, it gives them a sense of success. Number five, it teaches and trains stewardship and it gives them sweat equity in the things that they are purchasing. All right, so let's look at that just for a second. Develops responsibility. I firmly believe that this is a biblical concept that when we work and we aren't lazy and we're held to a level of training, it develops our responsibility. It develops what we call a work ethic. Um, And that is the second point that goes with the first is when we are inspecting and loving, not being a rod of iron coming down across the back of hapless slaves. That's not what we're talking about. But having things that are age appropriate that kids can do and that they're held accountable for. They're held accountable to do it and to finish it. And that's a character trait that has to be taught. It's called sometimes when they see you working hard, but it does have to be intentionally taught. It gives a sense of self. When kids have chores and things that they are responsible for and required to do and sees on a, say, a chore chart that they're making progress, that gives them a sense of, I can do this and I am able. They learn new skills. And when we praise them for learning those new skills, it gives them that sense of self. And when they are doing a job or a chore, let's say unloading the dishwasher, That's integral to the family operation because nobody eats if they don't unload the dishwasher. It gives them a sense of importance and a place within the family. And for a lot of these chores, we can avoid chore wars if we give practical consequences for not completing said chores. For example, like I just did in the dishwasher example, let's say that it's Junior's responsibility to empty the dishwasher, put the dishes up so that they're ready to go for the next meal. Supper time, dishes are done, and he does not, or she does not, we'll say Juniorette, does not complete the chore. Well, then the practical consequence of that is the next morning, Everybody has to wait for him to do the job so that they can eat breakfast, thus incurring the wrath of the peers and that social peer pressure that, and you explaining and teaching that their job is important and it needs to be done well. And if you give an allowance for chores that you expect to be done and you're keeping up with that, then that is another great teaching and training opportunity. And that's one of stewardship. Do you know one of the biggest, do you know one of the biggest areas that high school and college students routinely say they wish they had more training is in financial stewardship, how to manage their money, how to pay bills, how to write checks, those things. So by using an allowance as a teaching tool, you are ahead of the curve. You're teaching your kids stewardship. So you're going to teach them to save, to tithe, and to spend. There, I have a whole nother podcast on that, but just so that you know that there is an important reason for assigning chores to your children and holding them responsible for that. And it gives you that whole extra layer of teaching and accountability for their money. Okay, so now what what are chores? I mean, maybe you didn't have to do chores and have no idea what I'm talking about when I say do chores. So first of all, they're not going to do these chores every day of the week, a whole list of 30, 40 chores every day. That's just not, that's not sustainable and that's not realistic. So Chores have to be done in a couple of ways. You have your inside chores and your outside chores. You have personal chores and you have family chores. And then you have a whole different area that's life skills and or habits that really aren't chores. They can be included on a chore chart. That would be things like brushing your teeth, taking a bath. Those are life skills that you need to develop, but they're not chores. So personal chores. These would be the things that kids can do 
that is of a benefit to them personally. They are, after a little while, they're not going to need supervision and they can do it to the best of their ability. So examples would be making up their beds, picking up their toys without supervision. If kids are a little older, it would be say, setting out their clothes for school the next day, taking the things that they need, their book bag, to the car and into the house, unloading the book bag, doing the homework, picking up their toys. Those are things that would be personal chores. And another one that Focus on the Family points out that I think is great is writing thank you notes with supervision, initially that they're dictating and then that they're writing with supervision and then they're writing without supervision. So those are just some examples of personal chores. And as they get older, those lists of personal chores can change. So those are things that are going to require very little supervision on your part to benefit the child personally. Now, family chores. Why would you want to have family chores? Well, that's because they're part of a unit. They're part of a family. They need to contribute so that the whole of the family runs smoothly. Here's some practical examples of that. When they finish dinner, cleaning off their place, putting the scraps or the leftovers in their proper receptacles, trash can or a mulch pile or whatever you do with your leftovers and taking their dirty dishes to the sink or rinsing them off, setting the table with supervision, clearing the table. Of course, you have to supervise that and unloading the groceries, matching socks, folding clothes, putting towels up, hanging towels up in the bathroom, being responsible for a pet. So the exercise, the food, the watering, all of that, being totally responsible for a pet, vacuuming, cleaning their rooms, unloading the dishwasher, dusting individual rooms, putting laundry up. Those are just a few of the things that go along with being a part of the family that when they do the chores, it helps you out. It helps spread the load and it also keeps the fighting down to a minimum because you'll have a schedule and you'll have a system. We have our why for, for chores. We have what your chores are. Now let's look at how. How do you make sure that you're not just fighting all the time and that you're not micromanaging? My very first tidbit that I will give you that I want you to write down on an index card and post it everywhere you expect your child to be working is that children will do what you inspect, not what you expect. Because as we're beginning the training process and we're training and teaching them to do the chores, they don't have a standard. They don't have a bar. And as individuals and as humans, we're kind of inherently lazy, or at least I am. I don't wake up, put my feet on the floor and says, oh, let's see how much I can accomplish today. Well, I kind of do now because I'm an overachiever. But as a child, I can assure you, I would have much rather been doing my do than my dad's or my mom's to-do list. So kids will do what you inspect, not what you expect. So that means initially you're working alongside of them. You're making sure before you put a star on the chore chart that you're looking to see, was it done correctly? And it's not a terrible thing to have them redo a chore that was subpar, that's not done well. That's teaching some real life skills. You don't get a star or a sticker or an ice cream cone for showing up. And one way to help you be accountable and to help hold them accountable would be a chore chart. There's a plethora of chore charts that you can print online. You can make your own. And you can buy them. You can actually just go get a Melissa and Doug chore chart board. It's pretty cool because they're magnetic and you just move the little magnets around saying, here's what needs to be done. And then you have the stars or the stickers or what have you. So those are cool little ways that you can keep the chore war at a minimum. Now, if you're still having trouble with what it is that you want your kids to do or if they should do chores, should they be paid, should they not be paid, I would encourage you to pray about it first of all. 
So pray about it and then speak to your spouse with it. Because I don't know if you're a guy or a girl listening today, your significant other, whomever it is that helps you make decisions, get on the same page with this so that you can both be working together to make sure that these godly character traits are instilled in your kids. And then talk to others. See what other parents are doing. Do you like that? Do you agree with it? Do you disagree? How would you tweak it? And then just get started. That would be my other thing is just get started. And the other a number of the other group would be great resources such as focusonthefamily.org or Family Life Today or just Google and see what are some good solid resources that you would trust. Now I have a couple of stories I want to share with you just to encourage you to take advantage of this and to do it. One is with my little neighbor. I've just been so proud of. He has started his own lawn mowing business. Now he was, I think, 11 when he started this. So he and two friends have started this lawn care and they have learned how to, they mow, they edge, they clean up your yard, then they expanded and they offer mulching services. They'll come clean out your beds. They're very reasonably priced and it's just young entrepreneurship at work. But they de- they decided to develop this business or to begin this business because they had already been doing it as a chore beforehand. And of course it helps that they love being on the lawnmower and then they love cold hard cash. So you can take a chore and you can turn it into a creative outlet to actually earn money. Lots of parents in my neighborhood are doing this right. They are spot on. So I have one young girl in my neighborhood who at probably 13 developed her telephone answering voice. So she works for her dad after school and she answers the phone for his business. That's a skill that a lot of folks her age do not have. She can hold a phone conversation. She can answer questions. She can direct them to where they need to go. She can take neat notes. And that was really interesting too, because her handwriting wasn't that great when she started. And her dad was like furious multiple times. I can't even, I don't even know who this is. So she's had to learn to clean up her handwriting, and to take accurate, good notes. And she's actually now looking at going into business for herself, and she's gained some incredibly valuable skills on the front end when she was just a kid, 11, 12 years old, 13 years old, answering the phone for her dad's services. Another thing, if you are, um, if you have a multi-level marketing business or a direct sale business, you can hire your children. Now, this is not a chore. This would be a, a paid job, but you can, you can hire them to do things for you, like put together hostess packets or label envelopes or stamp pamphlets that you give that you're going to be giving out. So there's lots of different ways you can do this, but I want to encourage you to definitely look at what are the chores that you could ask your child to do and make them responsible for personal chores, family chores, inside chores, outside chores, Are you going to give them allowance or not? And then how are you going to hold them accountable? What's your chore chart look like? How are you going to inspect what they're doing? And then as we start to do this, mamas, you are going to be raising up these little warriors for the kingdom, men and women of God who have character, who know how to work hard, who have a great work ethic, who don't shirk away when there's work to be done, and who knows the value of a dollar and how much work it takes to earn money in order to spend money. So I hope this has been a blessing to you today and that you will be encouraged to help your kids walk in uprightness of faith and character and hard work. And also, I just suggest one more thing. Teach your kids to be a blessing to others because when they're a blessing to others, they're going to be blessed in return. Take care. Hey guys. 
real quick, I hope this episode was a blessing to you and that you learned a nugget of truth, got a laugh, or had something that you can share. It would be such a blessing to me if you would go over to iTunes and leave me both a starred and a written review. I would love to be able to read some of those reviews online and that pours into my ministry and my work so much. In addition, if you want some of our free things, that's found over at kathylanham.com. I'd love to connect on social media. DM me at at kathylanham. That's my handle over on Instagram. So until next time, go be a blessing to others. Because when you're a blessing to others, you can't help but be blessed yourself. Take care. Take care.